Hello and welcome to the Pints and Penalties Scottish Football Podcast. I am Rory West and joining me on the first podcast of the new season is Cameron Christie. Hello. So, start as we probably left off with a depleted squad. Um, I think at the tail end of the Euros, we were looking to continue doing podcasts through it, but after Scotland got eliminated, I think we all got a wee bit deflated and just kind of gave up a wee bit. Well, not gave up, but... It was just too much to to bear continuing through the, the Euros without Scotland being involved, as good as it was to see us in those three games. But um, yeah, it was it was nice to believe for a wee bit, but here we are, back for a new season. So what we're going to do in the podcast uh, tonight is we're just going to preview the the Premiership season, running through each um, each side, starting in alphabetical order just kicking us off right away is with Aberdeen who probably one of the most interesting uh, summers out of all the, the 12 premiership sides um, well Stephen Glass came in at the tail end of last season but it's more the, the summer recruits that have, have caught the eye with uh, Scott Brown, Declan Gallagher J. Emmanuel Thomas Christian Ramirez, Jack Gurr and Gary Woods uh, all coming in on permanence and Teddy Jenks coming in from uh, Brighton on loan. A few uh, exits, won't get into all of them. Um, probably the most notable is Ash Taylor, Shea Logan, Tommy Hoban and Bruce, uh, Bruce Anderson. Um, but just to, to kick us off with the, the structure we're going to do, uh, what's your take on Aberdeen's recruitment so far, ins and outs? Yeah, clearly there's there's um there's Aberdeen have already played two games. We're recording this just after they've got through to the the third qualifying round of the Europa Conference League, losing two 0 tonight. But the the cushion of the five one win last Thursday against uh, Hacken proved pretty crucial. Really impressive last Thursday. Tonight they were they were de- decent enough, created plenty of chances. It could have the gone the game could have gone either way. Aberdeen easily could have come out with that with either a draw or a win. Um, just so happens that they didn't really take their chances and they've came away with the, the defeat on the night. But yeah, I, I quite like the recruitment. I think uh, obviously there was talk with the um, the sort of Aberdeen model that came out in 2019 that they wanted to focus more on youth players. And while a lot of the recruitment 
it's probably more experienced focused. Uh, there are there are more youth players in Calvin Ramsey and Jack McKenzie that have played minutes so far in the season. Played minutes when Glass came in last season as well. Um, which it's I'm not saying Derek McInnes didn't play youth players, but it's whether these guys would have had this opportunity so early or so early on in the season. But yeah, I think the recruitment does show that there's a there is a clear plan of what Aberdeen want and with the head of recruitment coming in just the other day um and Aberdeen emphasizing that they're looking to focus it focus the recruitment on a bit more data based that um that I think it, it shows that there is a clear plan even post glass whenever that may be that this is the direction they want to go with with their football and structure but yeah you, you kind of touched on it there what is still needed? Um, what was it you said? A, a, a centre yeah, back? And... I had a central defender as the average priority at the minute. Um, can't really go through a season with well, three, well, two, maybe two centre halves and, and Gallagher and, and Considine and, and Foster Crowley with that. And obviously, there's many stories with, with Mikey Devlin, but he's never actually been officially announced in the squad. And after three years at Aberdeen, you simply just can't rely on him to keep himself fit. Uh, so I still feel that they, that has to be the priority. And then after that, you are looking at adding either a forward or a winger um, to, to bolster some of the, the attacking options. I think Aberdeen are very well stocked at the minute. It's full back uh, and, and in the centre of midfield. Uh, I just feel that still missing maybe one more body at the top end of the pitch whether or not they think that's going to be a centre forward which I'd lean towards saying it should be uh, or a wide player but uh, the central defender probably the left side of the central defender has to be has to be the priority um, over the next month uh, to get somebody in to play that play, uh, position yeah yeah I, I just don't think you can trust Devlin um, even if he manages to, to get himself fit how long is it going to be until he picks up another injury, whether it be like a recurring knee or I think it was an ankle injury he's been struggling with too. So I think Aberdeen could probably do with bolstering their their, uh, their wide players. Um, clearly already got Hedges, McLennan, Matty Kennedy and Niall McGinn, but by the the two games we've seen so far, I don't, I don't think Matty Kennedy's too far up the, uh, the, the pecking order. Wouldn't be too surprised to see him shipped on to to make room for probably a better quality in wide player if if that's possible, um, and it, it 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 all it all depends in the way that Glass wants to play. It does seem quite narrow so far, but uh, yeah, I think that the centre half and striker is, is is especially if you're going with the two up front, which it looks like you 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 need a you need a third option. Um, I'd imagine that could just be a loan. However, just with the the, the fee for Ramirez, and and imagine that the two guys are on somewhat decent money, maybe jet a bit less. But yeah, uh, I think that's what I would need to to look at. A player to keep your eye on, though. Who who would you be looking at for a decent uh, season for Aberdeen? Yeah, I'm already saying that. I think Calvin Ramsey. Um, really impressed. Uh, whenever I've seen him so far, um, solid enough defensively going forwards. He's 
his, his best asset. Great, uh, his set piece delivery so far this season has been has been on point. When <laughs> we just watched the game, uh, you know he stuck a, a corner uh, straight to J. Lionel Thomas, and he's fifty shot a bit. Whereas Johnny Hayes just couldn't beat a first man. Um, so I would say, yeah, for me, I, th- I think in terms of one to watch uh, or one to keep an eye on, I think he's going to, if he goes the way you think he could, I think he could be a, a real talent. But I think the other thing with glasses, he seems to be <coughs> given one or two guys a, another opportunity, not so one of them, Finzo uh, Ojo. So perhaps to keep an eye on, see if uh, he, he can sort of retain his place and sort of win back, uh, win back some Aberdeen fans. Yeah, I think from what we've seen so far from Ojo, it's, he's clearly in the team because he's quite uh, an athletic player, definitely more athletic than the likes of Dean Campbell or Dylan McGeeck anyway. Um, and he can get up and down the pitch quite quite well. It's just he's in the final third. I don't think he's really played there before in his career, so I can kind of understand why he struggles. But, I mean, there is one chance tonight where he probably doesn't need to play too much, too often in the final third where he finishes that off. But um, I've, I've went for Jet. I think I'm, I'm really interested to see how he goes this season. Clearly, when he came into Livingston last year, wasn't fully fit. He did manage to uh, play his best stuff towards the second half of last season when he clearly had more games under his belt but got a bit fitter. Now the pre-season under him and it looks as though he'll be pre- playing pretty regularly and he came off injured today, which would be a, bit, would be a worry if, whether he, he's fit for Sunday or not. Um, but I, I think he could... Uh, he's clearly said he wants 20-plus goals. Don't think he's going to get that, but... Um, <laughs> I, I, it, would, it wouldn't be su- surprise me if he got into double figures anyway. I think he could be on for a pretty decent season. Um, well... Hopefully, if he if he plays, if he continues to play as well, he has so far. I know it's only two, well, a game and a half, really. But expectations for Aberdeen are can they can uh, they split the old firm? It's going to be a big ask. I think again, I think you'd have to say ask in about a month's time when when Celtic have got all their business done. Mm. Um, currently, possibly yet, yeah. um, but once Celtic do the rest of their business and. Strengthen as we'll, we'll get on to uh, in a little bit. I, I do think that I, I don't have any in the third. Yeah, I, I've went for third as well, um, but I'm, I'm still uh, that can go either way. I think Hibbs's third place finish last year was obviously a good achievement for them, but they certainly left the door open for Aberdeen till pretty late in the season and. They were quite fortunate with how poor Aberdeen were at, at times. Um, so if Aberdeen can pick up a, a bit more consistency this season, then wouldn't be surprised. And I, 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 I've written in my notes a, a decent cup run, and preferably a final, and obviously winning it. But that's just I don't thinking of it now. That's just so obvious. Like. Yeah. Oh, I'd like a cup run. Well, fucking obviously you'd love a cup run. <laughs> nah, I want to go out in the first round. Like, I don't know why I've written that. It's just dumb as hell. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of Lee, it's, it's yeah, as you said, it's difficult to comment so early on. So we're just literally making blind predictions, really. But well, the other thing is there, you've got uh, Europe analysis. We're sort of recording the Amelie are still like uh, well. Keep into extra time, we will find out their opponents in about a minute's time. It will be, it looks like it's going to be 
Madrid like of uh, of Iceland. Um, so I mean, if that is the case, you would imagine that is going to be a a preferable tie to at least get to the playoff round, uh, and then you're hoping for a bit of luck in the draw because obviously neither side will have great seeding points. Uh, so um, you'd be you'd be hoping maybe maybe a group stage. Um, and I think that if that was the case, then I think that maybe takes care of your sort of cup run because I mean to get to the group stage is it's not as good as but it's probably as good as much better than making for example one of Derek uh, McInnes's infamous semi-finals. I think you can also excuse a fourth place finish if you made the groups as well. Oh, um, yeah, 100%, 100%. And I know you're all... all... Same, with winning, same with winning a cup. If you win a cup and you finish fourth, yeah. I think you can excuse that as well. The thing is as well about reaching the groups, it's such a financial boost as well. You probably get more for just playing those six games than winning one of the cups, but obviously the moment of winning the cup is much better. But um, yeah. it's like... I don't. I think it's quite uh, overlooked how how crucial it is for clubs uh, just an extra bit of cash in the pocket getting to the group. So interesting to see. But yeah, I I am going for third. Um, we'll probably tweet our league predictions out in the next few days or whatever. Um, even with the guys that aren't on tonight. But we'll move on to Celtic. Uh, I in in my notes for recruitment, I've just written down awful. Um and. I think it, a lot a lot's been said after their defeat in the Champions League last night. I, I agree you can't put a lot of this down on uh, Postacoglu. Is it, that's it, isn't it? Yes, Postacoglu. Uh, I think I'll probably end up, everyone's just going to end up calling him Ange or something by the end of the season because of such a sort of tongue twister. But I don't think you can put a lot of the blame on him. He was clearly, he came in too late and he comes in too late, which means the, the, the transfer business is going to be late Especially when you're bringing in, um, the bringing in um, Furuhashi from Japan, he's gonna quarantine, gonna be late. You bring in Starfelt, well, well done in announcing him or revealing him today. You're already out the Champions League, um, and I just a lot of the recruitment doesn't make too much sense to me. Um, like the guys from uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Are they going to be up to the task? I think I think they're both quite young, but we've we've seen Celtic make these weird signings before that just. Uh, I uh, the guy uh, Luca Connell who ended up spending last year alone at Queens Park. Yeah, and I think there's a, another guy uh, O'Connor or something like that. Um, they they got from like Man United, and he's kind of nowhere to be seen. Um, so. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else you can say other than the recruitment's been so poor. And if you shifted on to like, where do they need to improve? Well, you're almost looking at an entire team. Just about. I mean, you looked at that back four that they put out. Well, said back five they put out last night, but that's a bottom half of the league uh, back five. I think you could go even further. I think you could probably pick up a championship side that might have a better back five. Qualifiers have probably started later this year than they, they normally would for Celtic. 
they know fine well that this, this is what happens uh, and they just don't ever seem to get their act together quick enough uh, to, to get a squad prepared to play in these Champions League qualifiers I mean uh, like I said it's an absolute disgrace that back uh, back five that went out there it's been pretty clear they need a goalkeeper it's been very clear all summer that uh, they've needed a new right back and that's the guy Stolfelt's meant to you know, sorry, he's a centre half, isn't he? I think they're he might be a right back. Ah, okay. But there's still there's still debate over them signing this right back from Wren and you're like, Well, I've heard been needing that for two weeks now, so why isn't he already here? And if he's not gonna come here, why have you got somebody else? Um obviously now Christopher Iyer's gone, there's somebody else you need to go and replace. Um, and then you've got um centre half, Julian's injured. Yeah. Until about October, so you're going to be without him for a good three months or so. So, and then you 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 work your way up the pitch, and you're you're probably fine in terms of centre midfield, but the, the striking options, like you, you look at the issues with with Edward, and he's a guy that he's clearly still their best player, but he doesn't really want to be there, and then they've got this situation where he's probably. His contract expires next summer. There is work. There's rumours that PSG have a good chunk of the the transfer fee that Celtic would receive for him. So if they get, well, they're, they're probably unlikely to get back this. What was it, eight or nine million that they spent on him? Um, so that that's an issue that they've got to address. And then Albina Yeti came on last night. Didn't do anything really. Uh, he didn't have long on the pitch, mind. He's been pants since he joined. He's yeah. been really poor. And then you've obviously got every issue with Lee Griffiths as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, 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 I, I, you do feel a bit for Postecoglou. He, he absolutely needs time because he's coming to a bin fire of a situation um, where he effectively has to rebuild the team. Um, and there's been so much going on above him in terms of the Celtic board and changing directors and all this sort of stuff uh, that's probably held this up as well. Um, so, I mean, we'll also get on to it. Like, what, what do they need? And they need a bit of everything. They need almost a new defence, new goalkeeper. If they centre midfielder, probably okay. Uh, maybe another wide player, probably somebody to replace Edward. Uh, whether or not that the thinking that is a banner or whatever it is, but basically the, the key thing is they almost need to sign an entire new defence. Okay, they've signed the guy. Starfelt still needs a new left back. Uh, depending on whether they play Starfelt, they need to sign a right back or a centre half, and they absolutely need to sign a goalkeeper. Yeah, it's it's where you prioritise. I guess it, the the. What the sort of solution to that that problem is, or the question I guess is, how long are, are they going to keep Postecoglou in the job? Because if they're going to keep him beyond the summer, then they could just say, well, what we'll do is we'll kind of build from the back in terms of this new team. Start with a decent defence, make sure we're not getting tanked by Rangers when we we play them like they were sometimes last year. Make sure we can sneak ourselves through the groups or the groups of Europa League, even though that's unlikely because you're not going to get players in the time. And then just give yourself a basis to work next season where we can, we can sign, uh, 
maybe a few new midfielders, wide players and strikers, but God, it's it's a hell of a situation that they find themselves in. And um, well, if we move on to a player to keep an eye on, I don't really have anyone. I'd maybe look to Abada because I'm, he's, he's clearly a new player and exciting young winger, but he's only 19, so is this guy yeah, going to be... I guess you could suggest how if if David Turnbull develops into sort of well you're going to look as if Carl McGregor is going to take Scott Brown's role. You'd probably suggest maybe Sorrell's going to take that, but I don't think uh, I don't think you'll sort of replace what Brown had in the, the sort of um, leadership qualities and stuff like that. But you're interested to see whether Turnbull improves. Uh, still going to be a key player. I, Again, it's such a, it's such a, an outdated squad almost. Guys that just need need a way for their their good as well as Celtics. Like, um, Christie kind of doesn't look like the player he was. It did all right for periods last night, but yeah, I'm I'm not sure where they go. Uh, in terms of their expectations this season, what they're not going to win the league, so no. What, uh... So I assume if you go out in the playoffs of the Europa League, you go straight into the groups I of the conference. What, right. I think that's what it is. So that they've got like a almost three lives in terms of Europe, and they're on their second one now. Um, so, God, yeah, that that that's a, a risky game to play in that, and that yeah, I can't imagine by the time sort of teams like get knocked out of Europa into the the conference that. They'll be they could be out their depth or whatever. Um, yeah, I I think I think in terms of the league, that they just need to ensure that they finish about twenty five points behind Rangers last season. I they'd be lucky not to finish about thirty this year. Um, I just have I don't obviously I'm not a Celtic supporter, but I have zero faith in this team to do anything really. I don't think they're good enough to win a cup. I think they could easily get knocked out at. Well, they'll, they'll probably make it through against Hearts uh, in the the League Cup, but I don't know if they got an away draw. Who knows? I just I'm not. I don't have any confidence in the Celtic team at the minute. But we'll move on to uh, Dundee now. I think their recruitment again 
it's been pretty unspectacular um, signing Paul McMullen on a permanent a guy that's not really ever done it at the top flight he looked okay in the playoffs against Killy but that was a, a shambolic Killy team um, and then is, is, is Killian Sheridan still up for it at the top flight he's, he's a guy we've not seen around here for a while um, and then a couple of other guys from Luke Luke McGowan from Ayr and Ryan Sweeney from Mansfield, uh, as well as Corey Painter on loan from Luton. And I I don't know. Like I think if they if they're looking to survive, and I've seen sort of some Dundee fans believe that their squad's good enough to finish in the top six. And spoiler alert, it is not. I don't know what like what top six they've been watching. Um, there's clearly some decent players in the Dundee squad, no doubt about that. But I, I think that they 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 clearly did well to come up through the the playoffs. But a lot has to be said with how bad Kelly were in those two games. Um, and from what I remember, seeing the defense still is a bit a bit suspect for, for the top flight I can't I wouldn't imagine a back well, centre half options of Ashcroft McGee and Fontaine would be good enough to keep you up and, and John, even then and John McGee in those sort of towards the end of the season was playing as a central midfielder so you're kind of looking at having two uh, sort of well I don't know centre half unless the guy uh, well the guy Sweeney's probably a centre half isn't he yeah, yeah, he's he is a forgot him. Yeah, yeah, I just mentioned again, him. Uh, again, it's not it's not great. Uh, those options that 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 would be the worry because I think striking up further up the pitch, they've got guys who are again good championship players. Not convinced any of them are, are great top flight players like guys like Yakubiak, Mullen. Uh, Mick Mullen um, and we've never really seen uh, Jason Cummins do it either um, in the top flight so I, I still think there's a little bit of work still to be done here um, whether or not they've got the ability to move things around to, to get it done is a, a different matter um, yeah I think nobody, nobody begs nobody that you'd say would have been big on big money or whatever has really left um, it depends on what's in their what's in their budget but obviously they're relatively well backed these days so I still think there's a little bit more uh, that, that needs done there in terms of probably adding another defensive option maybe another wide uh, wide player for, you're probably not adding too many more forwards given how many you've got um, so unless you maybe try and get shot at one of them and bring out somebody else in or bring somebody in on loan uh, that's probably the only real option there. Yeah, like even uh, in terms of wide areas, like McMullen and McDade really aren't top flight player. McMullen potentially could be, but McDade certainly isn't. And your your only Premiership area of the pitch is probably centre mid, and it is a step up. Which I guess. A, a sort of spoiler my player to keep an eye on it I am really interested to see how Charlie Adam does I, I thought in the playoffs he absolutely strolled it but again he's up against Power who was uh, absolutely horseshit and 
who else played in that game was it um, uh, Shibola yeah who was also crap so yeah I, I think Sean Burns also a decent player but is he was he up, is he still as good as he was uh, when he left Livingston I think he was really good in the playoff final but another guy interested to see how he does in the top flight Paul McGowan he'll, he'll battle away uh, but it's, it's, it's whether these guys have the quality they've got some of them have the experience but they also need to have the quality and I'm not sh- too sure on that um, so if, 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 if you had an area that they needed to strengthen where would it be do you think defence yeah it's probably got to be I mean the, the full... at least they've oh, got a better goalkeeper than when they were last time with Jack Hamlet so. yeah yeah uh, I don't know if Langston's was just better by default because he wasn't Jack Hamilton um, but at least I got a slightly better goalkeeper but I still think that that defence needs improvement yeah um, and who's your player to keep an eye on uh, Thomas, just because I feel that we've never really seen him uh, at this level obviously had that wee spell with Rangers um, but you know, that was Pedro's Rangers and it was, it was an absolute basket case so I'd, I'd still be interested to see how he uh, if he can finally prove uh, why people sort of uh, still highly rate him because he's not really done an awful lot uh, for, for quite a while with possible exception that couple of goals he scored against uh, scored against Liverpool yeah, uh, and expectations? Uh, survival. Do you think they'll survive? Uh, they'll scrape by, they'll scrape by, I would say, bottom four. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember, I did my sort of prediction, or league prediction earlier, but I can't remember where I've put them, but they've just got to ensure that they don't go straight back down because that's... Uh, it's it's a position where they found themselves in quite recently, and it just uh, stalls any progress uh, you can you can make is just continuously yo-yoing your club. Um, so I think like they have to be quite realistic and make sure that um, McPake knows that and don't go all guns blazing in games and just be sometimes sometimes just take your points. Um, I'm not without sounding too negative here. You just need to stay up, and it's going to be a fight this season. There's going to be a load of teams down there, so like make sure, especially in game. Well, it depends. I'm not sure what it's lo- looking like um, from sort of what August 9th onwards, and whether you'll get loads of away fans. But if you can sort of pack out dens with a full home support, then that's so crucial as well with your home games. Um, but we'll shift on to their uh, their city rivals in Dun United, and I mean, if Dundee's recruitment was pretty unspectacular, then Dundee United's that uh, that's potentially even worse. Um, you've brought I think they've brought in Trevor Carson and Charlie Mulgrew. Is that it? As far as I'm aware. Yeah. What What I would say is I think the players they've brought in are good. But there's just not enough. There's just not enough. Nowhere near enough of them. I mean, we, we talked about how the lack of quality last year uh, 
and I mean they've lost a couple since then. I, I just they just haven't brought in enough. I mean, there's I think Charlie McGrew is a, is a really good addition, and I think he'll he will help uh, improve Dundee United's uh, defence. Um, and I think that Trevor Parsons is a really good backup goalkeeper to have as well. Um, but uh, possibly I'd, I'd have more faith if, if obviously if something Seagrass got an injury. I'd much rather have Carson come in than, uh, than the guy Mehmet they had, they've had the last couple of years. Um, but I mean, it's just it's just not enough. They've got so few options in kind of wide areas, um, and a real lack of depth in behind Boris uh, Shank on the front. If he leaves or he gets injured, then they are absolutely screwed up top. Yeah, because uh, he's he's out of contract next summer, isn't he? So ah, uh, so I mean, you're you're either hoping he stays about, or you need you need to either take the hit by not selling him, or you're hoping that he sticks about and bags you a load of goals next year. Yeah, which he did all right at times last season, but there's no guarantee he's going to reproduce his sort of championship form. Um, and given that it's largely the same squad if not weaker than last season well we kind of haven't mentioned that the new manager and Tam Courts and nobody really knows how he's going to be so inexperienced it's a gamble I don't mind it it's it's clearly that they've got a plan um, I, I, there's clearly going to be people thinking that they're, they're doing it on the cheap maybe it's it could be a better option than going for a, for a Mickey Mellon, who I know he he kept the club up, but um, yeah. So it's it's a tough one. I I I really don't know um, where they need to improve. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the the options out wide are pretty scarce. I think they've been switching between a three four three and a three five two. It, either way. They need a bit that, more quality. That just, tells you, that just tells you they've not got the options out wide. If, if that's what you're, if that's what you're playing. Uh, but it's, obviously, Tam Courts has been, you know, the, the the director of the youth academy. So whether or not he's planning on filling out the squad with, uh, you know, players from the youth team, through um, which they've, yeah, and they've got some good players uh, who've been coming through. You know, Keenan Freeman is. Uh, right back, um, he's Balkans. He's pretty promising. Uh, Lewis Nielsen centre half. So they do have decent uh, options, and hopefully, hoping and praying that we can finally uh, get some some decent minutes out of somebody like Declan Glass, who I really loved watching when he was playing for Cove uh, a few years ago. And obviously, a horrible injury ruled him out the entirety of last season. So I'm hoping he. He can get his uh, opportunity in the first team this year. Yeah, I think guys like Logan Chalmers, Chris Moxley, ah, yeah. and uh, I think it was Archie Mikasin as well. These are guys that look like they're going to get minutes, but they they should. It's, it's great seeing guys get minutes, but you you I don't think you can rely on these guys to produce every week. You're gonna they're, they're young guys. They're not going to be scoring or setting up goals every week. So you need you need an, an an experienced guy to come in and um, help them take the burden off them at times and 
whether that's what they're looking to do, I don't know, but it's a bit risky to rely on them because the thing is, as well, if you keep on playing them and they aren't producing, then the fans will get in their backs and that doesn't really help their development. If they lose confidence, uh, it's it's a tricky game and it's it's admirable trying it, but if it doesn't pay off, then you could be losing out on some decent prospects as well as maybe your place in the league. So... Uh, any any player to keep your eye on, assume with you what you just said there, you're hoping it could be Declan yeah, Glass. I'm going to say Declan Glass someday. I, 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 I thought it was magic when he played for Cove. Uh, I was going to go into him, Dundee United called him back for the second half of the season. He didn't play too much. Uh, and then obviously, this is about last year, you know, that was horrible. Uh, the injury, so hopefully he's, he's fully recovered now and, and can kick on and play his part uh, with Dundee United this year. Yeah, I I don't really have any specifics, but I do I do want to see some of these young guys doing well. Um, you know, you're clearly quite known for their their youth system. Um, not as um prolific as it was a couple of years ago, but I'm hoping these guys do get their chance and they take it and they don't sort of they don't have to play as garbage football as they would have been forced into last season, but. Um, your expectations for Dun United? Um, what you say was Dundee? Than, yeah, a little, a little bit better than Dundee, to be honest. I think the I think the uh, years' experience think, in the league might help some yeah, of the players. I, th- I think if you offered uh, the Dun United fans the sort of how last season went in terms of the final position and whatever else, but they to actually played football, you'd want to go and watch and enjoy. I think they'd probably take that right now. Uh, I think that was the big bugbear last year. It wasn't necessarily that where they, where they ended up finishing. I think the big bugbear last year was just how bad the football was and how dull and uninspiring it was. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think probably about there again, eighth, ninth mm. place, sort of that position. Yeah, I, I was kind of just looking at survival or maybe open up a bit of, gap, bit of a gap between yourselves and 11th, so... I think with the inexperienced manager and courts as well, you don't want to be taking too many risks and just make sure you stay in the league and then you can build next season. Because I'm assuming if he does well, they're, they're going to keep him. Um, so, yeah, here's hoping that they, that they do that. So we'll move on to Hearts now. And we're, we're, it's, we're almost hit the hat-trick here. Recruitment. This is... I, I was flicking through the BBC In and Out page even a few weeks ago. And it's so weird to see Hearts is ins and permanents. It's only two. They've got one on loan, and you're so used to seeing, especially when they're in the top flight, like eight, nine, even sometimes twelve bodies coming in. And I think while they could have been done with more than they've got, I think it's decent that they've not just chucked the or signed as many as possible and. Um, sort of had that that scattergun approach with recruitment and just hoping someone sticks but um, they they, they certainly need a few more bodies because they've got a decent enough squad uh, some players of quality in there but the the depth is is pretty lacking yeah they they signed just before we start they signed Benny Banning Kime from Everton. Yeah, I've seen him uh, on Football Manager yeah, and stuff before. Could uh, not really tell you what he's like. 
No, he's barely played. He's played eight. Seems to play. I don't know how because if this is right, he's seems to played eight times for Everton in the 2017-18 season. Since then, he played one game for Wigan and two games for Derby. Uh, so yeah, absolutely no idea um, about him whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's kind of weird and I that basically one's a loan to uh, loan to permanence um, I'm just not convinced that that, that team's going to be good enough to that team's definitely going to be good enough to even touch the uh, to touch either Aberdeen or, or Hibs um, I think it'll be trying to make into that top uh, top six at, at best yeah I think yeah, that's that's what I was kind of looking at in my notes is that um, the, 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 their squad's probably fine if they were to just be looking at top six. Still not entirely sure, probably would be fine, but it's for the top four, this, this, the lack of quality is just nowhere nearly good enough. Like, in terms of wide players, like, we know. Gary McKay Stephen is is a good player and but he's just so inconsistent. Um and he was even inconsistent two, three years ago at Aberdeen when he was a better player. And then again out wide, Jordan Roberts, nowhere near good enough. Jamie Walker, never been good in the top flight. Interested to see how Janelli does. He looked good, but it's again championship level and to be fair, you run through the squad and it's pretty hefty and um you would imagine if they are going to improve the squad somewhat, they will have to ship some bodies out. And yeah, it, it, you never know with Peter Haring, clearly a top player, but it, it, will he stay fit? Andy Halliday, I mean, geez, oh, he could, he could have some serious stinkers. Um, and and uh, he's also got to remember this year he'll be talking about boys he's playing against. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm surprised he's still showing up there, to be honest. I'm very, very surprised. Um, a player that I, I'm keeping my eye on this season, and it might be quite obvious, but um, it's whether John Suter can stay fit this year um, and have a decent enough season. I think he'll be 25 this year, and he's a guy that's him probably been on the go since what he was 16 or so um, oh. and he's yeah it's it's still not really happened for him um, and if you were to have another if he was to pick up another injury that kept him out for a, a good chunk of the season then I don't really know where he goes um, I'm not entirely sure his contract situation I think yeah it's up next summer so um, it, it's a big season for him and I'd imagine if Hearts would still sign him up because he's still quite young, but yeah, it's a it's a big season for him. Yeah, I for sure. I I would agree with you on that. I think that yeah, you're almost desperate for the guy to to get a full season unscathed because it's criminal how uh, the luck he's had with injuries because he's clearly uh, I think he's still clearly a good player. Uh, what he's feeling is that I'm not entirely sure, but I think that if you look at guys, if you look at like guys like Jack Henry in the Scotland squad, I would say I think John Suter's probably better than Jack Henry. Mm. Um, so 
So yeah, expectations probably. Uh, scraping top six. Yeah, I think I think that would be the the heart support can always be a wee bit. Um, what's the word? Sort of. I wouldn't say pushy, but they they do like to set the bar quite high. And I've seen someone suggesting that they they could even challenge for the top four, top three, and I think. Uh, uh, No, so I think if they get top six and then build to next year, fine. But again, it's it's a tough one for Nielsen because if if Hart starts slowly, then the fans are going to be on his back early doors, and this time they will be there to let him know that. Um, so I, it's it's a difficult one because the, the Anne Budge clearly rates Nielsen highly, so she's not going to get rid of him, and easily could have last season after the Brora game. So yeah, it's it's going to be a, a an interesting start for him. Um, we'll wait and see what happens. Uh, right, so we'll shift on to Hibs. Um, the, in terms of their recruitment, not done an awful lot of business, but I don't think they needed to do an awful lot of business. Uh, brought in Jake Doyle-Hayes from St Mirren, Daniel Mackay from Inverness, and Jamie Murphy's move from Rangers had been made permanent. Um, and... As far as um, we well, as we're sort of recording, there's no um, significant departures other than Ophir Marciano uh, and Jackson Irvin, I guess. But I think Marciano never too convinced on him, and I think after his first few games, Jackson Irvin probably was a bit of a disappointment. Um, yeah, aye, a little bit. So, uh, again, I think. The shape probably didn't help him because he's often played out as a as wide left, uh, which which really is his preferred position. No, um, but I guess that's where they've kind of strengthened in a wee bit, a wee bit with with I think Daniel Mackay plays off the left if I'm right in saying. Nah, he, he plays it wide. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's been pretty, pretty clever recruitment in a way they've not really needed to go out and make too many wholesale changes um, but is there anywhere that you think they need to still improve on I'd imagine maybe centre back if it could be a suggestion from yeah, you well, yes it could be uh, uh, I, joking aside possibly there's not a great deal of depth there depending on how you want to play Um well, we've only got three out-and-out centre-halves, uh, sort of first-team centre-halves. And, you know, if you want to play a back three, obviously you can draft in Paul McGinnon there. So I would say uh, probably another another option in, in the central defence. Um, uh, but I, I suppose I, I think that, that Hibs' recruitment will probably be based around the, the shape that, that, that they want to play this year. So whether or not that's going to be a four or a Field, um, but I mean, this is I think probably that that extra 
option at centre uh, in centre defence probably the only one again maybe a bit more of an energetic central midfielder possibly but there's not an awful lot I think needs done to that team yeah I think um they do look a wee bit bare at centre half because again McGregor's 35 Hanlon's 31 and if you're playing the, the three yeah obviously as you said McGinn Cancel in there I suppose he's he's also 30 so it is an ageing sort of back line and, um, and McGregor and McGregor and Portis have had sort of lengthy injury problems in the past as well yeah so that could that could be needed. I think elsewhere it all all depends on ins and outs from now till the end of, of August. Um, it, it's obviously still rumored with moves away for Nisbet, Porteous, and well, Doig and Boyle as well. So it's it will be interesting to see. I think I've seen a lot of Celtic supporters suggest that they should be after Nisbet and Doig. At this point, I think Hibs can probably just name their price um, because they know Celtic are so desperate for players, especially in those two positions. But uh, I'm not sure how likely it is for those two or those players to leave. Um, but I guess that really hinges on what they'll need if either of those go. A uh, player to keep an eye on? Any Anyone that jumps out to you? Yeah, I think I've actually missed out a signing. There's this guy, uh, Chris Muller from uh, from oh, Orlando he's City. Until, uh, he's not until January. Yeah, when the MLS 21 season yeah. expires. So maybe he's a guy we can touch on a wee bit more in the in January when he probably arrives to arrives at Hibs. Uh, I'm quite interested to see how Chris Cadden does. Clearly, didn't play an awful lot last season once he arrived. Um, a guy that we we did have probably high hopes for when he was younger and didn't well would you say he's lived up to them probably not since he's he's returned so quickly um but it's, again it's it's a guy that his his development this season and how much he plays probably hinges on what shape Hibs are looking at if if he's if they're to play the wing backs then he's probably looking good for the wing back slot but at the four. Um, if 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 they went for a four, I'm not really sure sure where he would go. Um, but yeah, he, I'm quite interested to see how he does. But expectations probably similar similar position to last year, third or fourth, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, yeah, pretty much whatever whatever we said for Aberdeen, I think uh, you'd probably put in that for Hibs. Yeah, um, I think that they don't obviously like to do well in Europe. Um. Uh, I think with Hibs, given that they've not been in Europe as often as, say, Aberdeen, if they were to go out and say the playoff round, draw depending, obviously, it wouldn't be as disastrous, but they'd obviously love to go one further in one of the Cups last year, given how close they got and how, probably, how, how little justice they did themselves in those two games and how bad they were, especially in the, uh, the League Cup semi-final. 
Yeah. Um, right, okay, let's move on to Livingston. Um, Recruitment-wise, plenty of bodies brought in. Um, probably standout names, Bruce Anderson from Aberdeen, Andrew Shinney from Charlton, and pr- probably um, Obelai from Queen of the South are the ones that would jump out to me. The rest are very... Very Livingston, really. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I think Livingston's been described as like your uh, the the halfway house between sort of. Oh, well, it seems to be the halfway house between kind of the championship and the uh, the top flight. You know, you maybe go to Livingston to try and prove yourself in the top flight, and then get a move somewhere else. Um, but I mean, not overly enamoured about that. <laughs> um, um, I think really struggling because I say that except for the guys that have played up here, I've absolutely no idea about any of the other ones. Um, but the thing, the thing is, with some of these guys at Livingston, is that they've done this before and that they've brought in a load of guys, and you just need to look at the examples of like Poplatnik and Kudirasai. They're just gone immediately. Like who knows if. Let's say, just pick one at random. Christian Montano, who they signed from Port Vale, he could be gone in January. Absolutely would not surprise me at all. Never heard oh. of the guy. And it's just, it's that sort of recruitment. But it's the, the thing which is, it, I'm still not sure whether to write Livingston off is that obviously Martindale's run ended after the cup final and they were in pretty stinking form towards the end of the season but um, he, if he's to be the mastermind behind the, the this run then can you write him off if if they're if he's managed to do that so far it's, it's a tough question yeah it is but um, I'm, I, don't, I don't want to write anybody off but I think Livingston would be doing extremely well to stay up this year um, there's nothing in, really in that squad that, that makes me uh, have that much faith uh, in them. I mean, you just look at you know where are the goals going to come from. Um, you look at the the forward options in terms of a central striker, and it's you know it's Bruce Anderson, Gavin Riley, and, and Jack Hamilton. Now Jack Hamilton's obviously had a really good spell um, with our growth. Uh, the second half of that in fact actually had two good spells on loan uh, first one with, with East Fife and the second one with our growth uh, so but I'll just say that he'd probably be my, my one to keep an eye on uh, over the sort of last year he's kept making that, that wee steps up when half season league one and champion half season championship now coming to the top flight uh, so I'd say he'd be on watch but yeah I mean Hopefully, for for Livingston's sake, he can maybe be the one to get the goals. But you are struggling uh, to look sort of beyond that, and the defence has probably got weaker uh, with um, Lithgow and Guthrie going. Guthrie, Guthrie was the one I was looking for. The Guthrie going obviously Ambrose is gone as well, um, and not convinced the guys have signed her. To, to replace them are sort of any better and 
No, I was probably going to be a backup, but Sean Kelly struggled last year in League One uh, for for um, for Falkirk. Like, is that really what you want to be signing and bringing in? Hi, and who's his backup? Backup James Penrice from Park Thistle, like. Uh, well, they signed about four left backs this summer. I just, just don't get that. Yeah, because it's that guy Adam Lewis, I think, as well from Livingston. Is that right? Uh, uh, no, from Liverpool. Liverpool, Liverpool rather. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, that's uh, what I meant. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's and again, it's sort of centre midfield. But it seems as though Bartley's playing days are probably up. I think it's more the coaching side he's going into. Um, he's number forty for some reason. Yeah, I, I don't know what that's about. He definitely wasn't number 40 last year. No, year. I think he's number six or something. So, like, that's that's one where um, I think I've made a prediction that he'll be he'll finish the season as Livingston manager. Um, and, Good chance of that. And it's whether, whether Martindale just kind of packs it in or, I don't know, I, I don't think this guy can go can come this far for them to sack him. So I think if he was to leave, it would pre- probably be by his own accord. But yeah, I don't want to be sort of talking about managers getting the bullet this early. But I don't know. I think I think Livingston might just have enough. But it's going to be really tight. I think they could be about 10th. I still think it's probably 10th at best for them. I think they'd be doing very, very well to, to reach that. Yeah. I've said that about them a couple of years now. But you look at that and that's probably the worst squad they've had. In the top flight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's what my worry would be. They've lost a lot of the the, the key players now, and Cause, uh, you've got to look at even when they came up the first time, it was built off of uh, Liam Kelly and goals Gallagher, uh, Halkett, Lithgow as a as a back three, which was very very good and very very solid. Uh, but you know, you look at the centre half now, and just there's nowhere near that same. Same level, uh, you know. I think John Guthrie came in and was was pretty good, but you know, I don't think that you know Parks will Belay will will step in uh, and rise to the level of those guys that we we've just mentioned. Mm. Yeah, um, and if you you're going for Hamilton the player watch, I think I might go for Bruce Anderson and be interested to see if he can play some consistent minutes or regular minutes rather um, for, throughout a whole season. So we'll wait and see on that. Um, right, okay, we'll move on to Motherwell now. Uh, James, he's probably quite gutted he's not on for this one because he's been at Graham Alexander's throat for ages now. Um, and do, do you reckon he's got reason to be so livid with him? I don't know why he's so livid with him. I think he's got reasons to be um, sceptical um, because... Nothing in those transfers, and the exception, obviously, maybe two of them, uh, and it's maybe because they're the ones I've heard of. But uh, I think getting Liam Kelly in the permanent is is an absolutely fantastic move. Uh, really, really good goalkeeper, and uh, I'm excited to see Connor Shields in the top flight. Uh, obviously, coming in from Queen's South, having another good year. But I, mean, I just look at some of the goal records for these forwards that they've signed, and they are not good. Um, Either uh, Willery or uh, Van Veen. Just, there's just no goals there. I mean, you look at them, they're coming in to replace Chris Long, okay, maybe he wasn't great last year, and, and Devante Cole, and these guys, when you look at what they've done to date in their careers, you're like
you're probably not going to replace those goals either. Uh, probably not replace Derek Gallagher, even though he didn't have that great a year last year. Uh, so that's a worry uh, defensively because defensively they were a bit ropey last year anyway I mean I would be I would be terrified of uh, a centre half pairing of Davis McGabby uh, and Ricky Lamy uh, and of course obviously uh, Alan Campbell even as well um, who's, who's probably not going to get replaced so I would worry a little bit uh, if, if I was one of them yeah I, I'm concerned for them I think one of the big issues as well for them this year, not only losing these key players, but losing them all in threes. Um, the, the clearly past years when they've lost David Turnbull or Jake Hasty, um, they, they've they've managed to pick up a fee for them. This time around, losing Gallagher, Campbell, and Cole all in three transfers, it's an absolute. Uh, I think a little bit of money for Campbell. Ah, uh, yeah, would have been a, yeah, yeah. But probably not what they uh, what they could have got from him at one point though. Um, yeah, you're right. It's an undisclosed fee, um, but that's a right blow to their model, um, which I don't think many of these guys that they've brought in will will sort of reap. I think you could easily see Liam Kelly going off somewhere uh, for for a fee, um, but yeah, I'm. I'm quite concerned. They've not looked particularly good in the the League Cup group stages. Um, I've kind of, I've realised we've not really referred back to these League Cup League Cup group stages very often. But I don't know if how good a marker they are this year. Um, given it's sort of a lot of the lower league teams were very stop start last year and. Um, a lot of them still don't have a lot of players either. No, no. So it's going to be completely. You could play a League One team now and by the end of August it could be an entirely new team even um, but yeah I don't know if you just answered this question really but what's needed probably goals from Motherwell yeah. yes uh, central defender striker um, maybe I don't know if they've maybe one of these guys come in but possibly that kind of energetic box to box midfielder I think even some wide players because is is Stephen Lawless going to produce it like one uh, one week every three or one game every three probably not and then the guys Woolery and um, Amal Amalzor I think his name is outright I mean these guys uh, probably aren't going to produce for you every other week either so it's and that's that's pretty much it for their wide options, other than some probably youth guys that aren't really listed. So, yeah, it's uh, it, when the 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 model Motherwell use and bringing in new players every summer or a good number of players every summer, it will catch up to you eventually, and it's whether maybe this year is one step too far. It's quite similar to Motherwell again, as we've met uh, Livingston rather. Again, again, as we mentioned, just kind of could be a fair battle down there this season. Yeah, absolutely. So, I've kind of got. Uh, I don't know. Is the, the, the Finnish guy Johanny Ojala the signs the centre half actually thirty one caps for Finland, so at least somebody there's with a bit of pedigree. So hopefully we don't have to see 
a disaster class from Mugabe and Lamy. Mm. Uh, so expectations, yeah, scrapped uh, down there. Yeah, just again staying up. To be honest. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. We'll move on to to Rangers now. Uh, quite a quiet window for them. Uh, I think it's only the the four bodies they've brought in so far, unless some's been announced today that I've not seen. Um, and I think it's only gonna, you're probably looking at only Sakala and Lundstrom as guys that will be contenders for the first team. Um, and yeah, Lundstrom's quite an interesting signing. Um, and I imagine he's probably coming in on a fair wage, and it's it's whether this guy is actually worth it. I don't know. I think Rangers probably have enough around that midfield to make sure this guy doesn't bomb. But yeah, because yeah, if, if he is shit, they've got options. Uh, obviously, to to go in there, perhaps he's maybe seen as a long term Stephen Davis replacement. Um, don't know. That's perhaps what they're mm. what they're thinking about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you're basing it off of the, the first season in the Premier League when he was excellent, then you'd be like, holy shit, how have we got this guy? But things really didn't go his way last year. Uh, so it will be a bit of a, a rebuild job. But again, probably as much as you might look at his step in league, it's definitely a step up in expectations and, and big games and things like that. Uh, so. I'm interested, let's say, I'm interested to see what, you know, what they get out of him. And also with, uh, you know, Sakala, a uh, really good goal record last year, uh, uh, which is, that's Jack Henry's team, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, I think he's best playing as a part of a front two. Um, so it'll be intriguing if that results in any sort of change in shape. Uh, I know that Rangers did sort of experiment the kind of playing more of a two off the roof in, in Morelos last year so perhaps he can he can come into there uh, so I'd say he's probably the, the more exciting signing because he's a bit more of the the unknown uh, but you're looking at it Rangers didn't have to do an awful lot of business no their squad's really good the exception of McGregor and Davis nobody's at a bad age uh, in terms of yeah, you know, need to move them on. Need to move them on at some point. Defoe as well, you could probably suggest. Ah, Defoe, yeah, Defoe, but I kind of almost forgotten about him. Yeah, um, I guess the thing is with Lundstrom is that clearly didn't have a good year last year, but who the hell did at Sheffield United? So, um, uh, well, McBurney certainly didn't. No, Burke definitely didn't. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I suppose you I, can I get relegated and get signed off another club for thirty million as a goalkeeper. Uh, so. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, that's, that's how it works. Uh, but, but, uh, I th- yeah, but I mean, Rangers don't really tie anything. You've got to remember that a couple of the guys are there playing things. Guys like Arfield, who missed a decent part of the season, he'll be back. Uh, Nikola Katic will be back. Uh, so they've got a lot of really good options across the pitch. And you've got younger guys who'll be available now. So it'll be like Nathan Patterson to maybe take the burden off of uh, Tavernier. So. Change uh, with perhaps like Morelos leaving or Ryan Kent or whatever. 
No, no, and again, what's needed probably nothing really. Um, it's no. it's it's more maybe a long term option in terms of a goalkeeper with with McGregor. I don't know how long he's got left in him, but that I guess that's probably something you you deal with at the time. But if we're just looking at this season, then probably nothing and a player to keep your eye on. Um, it's it's again quite a tough one because there's it, we kind of know what to expect out of a lot of this team and they've they've produced well majority of them produced at moments last season so it's it's difficult to pinpoint someone let's just pick a name like I don't know out of, out of random like you could say like Joe Rebo but he produced moments plenty of times last season so it's a kind of a it's a tough question for them because he, as well as they did they've rotated as well so a lot of the players got Minutes and moments, so um, yeah. if you were, I'd, I'd probably just say Patterson from a, a national team perspective, yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully, I'm hoping he plays uh, a decent amount of games this year, even if it is you know the odd uh, home game after uh, or home, but sorry, it depends on which uh, tournament Rangers end up in. You'd say home games probably before Champions League games or home games after Europa League games uh, hopefully he can get some decent minutes in there and, and continue progressing and hopefully we can see him as the, the first choice right back in, in the Scotland team yeah and expectations that they're definitely going to win the league um, yeah I think they probably need to put a cup in in there along with that um, yeah definitely I think that that's probably the one black mark that's currently Still against Steven Gerrard is the fact that he's not done it in the cups. Uh, although his, you know, his European record is pretty exceptional. Yeah, uh, yeah I, th- I think that you're looking at at least a double. And you, if you're a Rangers fan, you're looking at right, I quite fancy a crack at the Champions League. Yeah, I, th- I think they kind of need to make the Champions League just in a sense of like. It's difficult to you look at the finances that they put out and the losses like get just getting there gives them a right healthy chunk um, back into that and it would also stick it to Celtic as well because you could just milk that that you're you're in the Champions League and they're not um, but I I wouldn't put it past them making the Champions League but I think if they if it comes down to it they'll probably manage to make the Europa League groups again. Um, and if they were to do that, then who knows if they can go even further than last year into the what did they get quarterfinals? Was it last year, or was it last, last 16? sixteen? Yeah, last sixteen because Arsenal played that Slavia Prague team in quarters, didn't they? So yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of league, yeah, they're gonna win that. So um, right, we'll move on to to Ross County now. Um, I guess might as well touch on the manager first and Malky Mackay. Um, controversial one um, with obviously all the things he said and I don't think Ross County painting themselves in a very pretty picture in the way that they appointed him, the way they kind of got rid of John Hughes and some, some well-known players and or long-standing players rather in the club as such as Ian Vigers and Michael Gardine um, I think a, f- a few of them were quite miffed about the way they were, were sold or, or let go but 
Um, it's a uh, it's going to be an interesting one because probably need to remember about uh, Malky Mackay is he did have a job after after Cardiff and he was pretty shite in that uh, in terms of a managerial job. So yeah, yeah, he was rubbish at Wigan. Yeah, it lasted it long there. So, I, thought, I, I, I don't know if we, I don't know if we've covered it. Uh, I can't remember, but I honestly I think all the baggage that comes with him and all the negative press, I don't really don't think he's worth. He's worth all that, and I mean, you just look at uh, most of them getting the squad. Fuck me, it looks bad. It looks mm. really bad. Uh, and of course, <laughs> they've only played about two games because of the, the COVID issues as well. Um, so you know you've got that on top of them as well. So I wouldn't be surprised me if they. Had, we're playing a bit of catch up at the start of the season, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just looking through this team at the minute, and I'm like, where do you even start? I mean, um, like your, your goalkeeper, your starting goalkeeper is Ross Laidlaw, pretty yeah, poor. Cole Donaldson, Yakoviti, Gravosti, Keith Watson, these guys aren't good enough to keep to probably keep you in the top flight. I mean, they, I know they did it last year, but. Um, they were up against a, a pretty poor Hamilton side and they weren't far off them. Um, and then, yeah, it's in terms of centre mid, I know Ross Callahan had a decent year with um, with Hamilton, but look at their other centre, mid, centre midfield options. It's pretty, pretty worrying. Yeah. There's not an awful lot out wide either. I mean, Blair Spiller, do they rely on that? Striker wise, still not never convinced fully by uh, Ollie Shaw. Uh, yeah, Jordan White might you know chip in and get you sort of seven or eight goals. Not something like Dominic Samuel, who you know doesn't score an awful lot of goals down south, isn't the answer either. Uh, so I mean, it just it looks so weak. It looks uh, low on numbers. It looks low on quality. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a real, real struggle for them uh, this year. Yeah, yeah, I think if I'm right in saying that they've got the joint smallest squad in the league with St Johnston, and if you just compare the quality in the, those two squads, oh, then it's, it, it's it absolutely night compare. and day. It, it doesn't even compare. Um, what do they need? Probably quite a lot. Uh, they they. To, they got rid of quite a lot of players um, in the summer, and yeah, a, a lot of them. I think they were they're probably fair to get rid of a few of them. It's in Vigers, Gardine, Draper, Tremarco, Andreo, Guy, Callum Morris, guys that clearly weren't good enough, but they just haven't replaced them with anyone. No, and they're just they're just uh, the team that's really stalled in the market. I don't know. They're struggling to convince people to come up the road. Um, but yeah, it's really looking quite bleak at the minute. Like, it's that the the depth and the quality is is almost nowhere to be seen. I just think this season has got such a repeat of e- um, Owen Coyle's spell at Ross County. I, I don't think Mackay's lasting long because you think a guy like him who has I know he's got a, a pretty poor reputation. But he probably still has some contacts in the game, and no one's really coming up. They've got two guys on loan from Premier League clubs, but 
you think of a guy from uh, the the his time at the as performance director, he would have maybe known some players in the lower leagues of Scottish football. He could pick up and convince to come up to the top flight, but that's not really happened. And even maybe guys on loan from Celtic or Rangers, because that's what they did at, at spells last year. But yeah, I'm worried. I think if we just kind of, I, I, for player to keep an eye on, I don't really know. I, 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 I don't think of this, the squad's any, or maybe Ollie Shaw to see if he can prove that he's got something. But yeah, yeah, that's the two guys are alone. They're coming alone from England, so I don't really give a shit. Yeah, and then um, expectations. I think they're going to finish bottom. So no, expectations are none. I think they've just got. Uh, yeah. uh, if, if they if they can do hope for anything, it's just surviving. Yeah, for sure. So pretty bleak preview for uh, Ross County but um, we'll shift on to the double winners in uh, St Johnston <clears throat> now it, this is this was always or will always be a tough season for St Johnston because they'll have the immediate comparison to last year and whatever they do unless they do it again which they won't unfortunately uh it will get compared to last year, and they they just need to not let that just ignore that pretty much, because last year was such an amazing season. They've just got to keep that memory and cherish it, and not let it ruin what they do this year, um, or or not let them let what they do this season ruin that memory. Almost, um, not done an awful lot of recruitment. Only player that's come in was James Brown, and that was a loan made to a permanent um, but a couple of other loans uh, Reese Devine from Man United oh, yeah. effectively replacing uh, Scott Tanzer and Hayden Miller uh, from Millwall I uh, don't know an awful lot about him he's meant to be a midfielder mm. uh, but yes I mean they don't they don't need to do that much I, I don't think Um I guess, uh, I guess St. Johnson's issue is that you've got, uh, I think it's Kerr and Rooney are out of contract next summer and McCann's the summer after. And it's whether they're waiting until after the European tie to let some, let one of those guys go. Um, because the, the, the window will still be open by the time they play that tie against Galatasaray. Um, and it's almost as if the whether they've said to these guys 
just stick around for this tie. It'll be a great moment for well the, the team, the, the club, and the supporters and all that. Um, and after that, we'll let you move on um, because it's clear that those two guys will be away next. Well, in fact, those three guys will probably be away next summer. Uh, what it might be the case of is I I feel and I think that they they've maybe felt as well as if, if it is the case of if they do somehow manage to if they do manage to get a Europa League or a Europa Conference group stage, I reckon you'd be looking at these guys like right, we'll sign a one year deal because we want to play this this year. Yeah, uh, and, then, and then maybe be wrong. Too. I mean, I think you'd be you'd be so daft to to patch that uh, to you know go play in the championship down south or something like that. Uh, you'll likely, if, unless you know, unless they, somehow, you know they get a move to Celtic Rangers, whoever, you know, unlikely to get that again in your career. Uh, it's uh, it's just an opportunity that you've got to take. Mm. Yeah. Um, any players to to keep an eye on that? I guess as, as again, it's a similar one to Rangers. As a lot of the guys that we that you would keep an eye on were there last year, and we know what they can do. Um, you can maybe suggest hoping that Stevie may <laughs> finally uh, return yeah, to to his, his top uh, form. Yeah, and maybe Stuart Charlie Gilmore a bit more of what he's about this year. See if Callum Hendry can rekindle any sort of form as well. So there's not an awful lot there uh, that, that we don't know about already. Um, yeah. But I, I'd, I'd still fancy them to, to make it in the top six again this year. I think um, if they finish fifth, that's a good season. And if they can do anything in the Cups as well, that would just make it a great season. If they could make it to another final, maybe it would... It would I don't want to say get to a final and lose, but if they can just get to the the, the safe play finish fifth, and that's probably a, a, another good season for Callum Davidson. Um, oh, you've got to think of what you know if they can possibly do anything in Europe. I think yeah, I think it's a conference. Yeah, yeah. If they can, yeah, if they get beat by Galatasaray, they'll go into the conference playoff, won't they? So. Again, luck of the draw, you never know. And that would just be monumental stuff for, for St. Johnston. Um, okay, and we'll finish off with the other Saints in St. Midden. Um, a bit more of a uh, a busy window for them. But some, some players that I really am uh, not sure about that they've brought in. Curtis Main. I can tell you now that's a shite signing. Charles Dunn, not good enough. Alan Power, way not way off the mark. I'm, I'm not even sure if Eamon Brophy is a good signing now. I just, I'm, I'm, I've got this bad feeling that this guy is another player that was just so good under Steve Clark. And just a highlight of how good a manager he was, and whether this guy isn't actually as good as we think he is. I, I'm not even that convinced he was that good. <laughs> nah. Even, a lot of his goals were that. penalties, weren't they? Yeah, and a lot of them. A lot of his best stuff was when he played up front with Greg Stewart. Once Greg Stewart left, he struggled to score. Uh, and same goes with that. Basically, all his goals came with either playing with Chris Boyd or, or Greg Stewart. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I think this is a solid squad. Again, the worry is 
who scores the goals, which was the worry all last year as well. Uh, defensively, goalkeeper, good goalkeeper, McCarthy Shaughnessy is good uh, two centre-halves, Richard Tate is a good full-back, uh, I think Scott Tanzer is a, a decent addition uh, at, at, at uh, left-back, obviously you've got Marcus Fraser in there as well. Uh, so again, defensively, really solid in midfield, pretty good as well. I guess I'm questioning the signing of, of Alan Power. I'm interested to see if Greg Kilty can add a bit more spark and flair uh, to the centre of the pitch for them. But again, yeah, it's just a forward area I'm really worried about. I just don't see anybody of those uh, four forwards, none of them are going to break double figures. No, uh, I think if you took away Brophy, you're probably lucky if the rest of the strikers would make double figures combined. Yeah, I not uh, not a chance. So, and that's I think between, well, four first team anyway strikers. There's a guy in squad Josh Jack who's twenty, and I've never heard of him. But if you're looking at between Brophy, Main, Irwin, and Christian Dennis, then yeah. Really, really struggling for for who's going to score, and we know that uh, Goodwin can sort of marshal a defence, and I guess that's that's what will keep them in the league, I'd imagine, um, in comparison to a to a Ross County or uh, a Motherwell. This, this that's what's what probably keeps them apart from those teams, but it's it's that jump to scoring the goals is what could make them a top six team and what will keep them in the bottom six I think they'll comfortably be above relegation but I just don't think they've got enough goals to fire them uh, too high up the league they they could easily scrape into the top six um, but it'll be with a lot of sort of one nils and nil nils and stuff like that yeah yeah so there we are so I expect yeah expectation probably I, I think they'll finish in the top six, actually. I think they might scrape it, but it's going to be tight. Um, but we'll wait and see. Right. So there we go. That's uh, that's the season preview. All starts on a, on Saturday. Um, looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully we get more bodies back in, in the coming weeks to look over the, the, the start of the season. When's Jamesy back? Is that next Wednesday? Yeah, so we'll hopefully have him for, if not next week, the following week. And hopefully Haz gets his arse in gear as well. Um, you never know, you might see a, a crow pop up, imagine that. <laughs> wow. Absolutely not after his behaviour. Um, Mrs. <laughs> Puff. <laughs> yeah, right, there we go. Um, thanks for, for listening, um, as always. Uh, keep an eye on the Twitter for when uh, next week comes out and we'll keep you updated with sort of our, our league predictions and all that in, uh, in the build up to uh, the season starting on Saturday so uh, yeah as always thanks for listening and we'll see you next week <laughs>